to Reality Check with Bradford and Katie. Gordon gets 915 across Los Angeles. You were on Grinder. <laughs> I was on Farmer's Daughter. And Brad just had three shots of espresso, so we can get this party started. Right. Actually, two shots. So I want to welcome everybody. <laughs> it's the morning show with Ryan Phil Peak, Heidi H, and Bradford <laughs> Wilcox. Uh, today we have a Tom Cruise with a K, like I said, so it might not be the real Tom Cruise. But um, yeah, the traffic looks great. You hear that helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> over the top. Oh my God, look at that. Traffic's everywhere as usual. So, anyway, we're going to have, uh, just kidding, guys. Um, so, our sponsors are noone.com and we don't have one yet.org. And we're still waiting on some.net. But right? we are really excited for when we get a listener. Um, to this podcast yes. that eventually we can start pitching for sponsors and, yes. you know, just see who's interested and who's really feeling our vibe. So, that's exciting. For the future. I mean, a few of you guys did listen to our other podcast, which was, when did we do that? Uh, we were on a, were we on a road trip? No, we had an original one when we just, had, oh, yeah, we yeah, just yeah. had a baby and we thought we'd throw together some podcasts. It was super janky and the sound quality wasn't great, which is why what we're, were we now talking here. About? Gen, not gender roles, but just things like. I don't even remember. I kind of forgot. Oh, we were talking about how we met. So that one got a lot of views. Oh, listens. it did. Yeah. That's a good story. So if you haven't uh, heard that, you can check on and listen to our how we met story. But we wanted to keep our podcast kind of rolling. Farmer's Daughters. Farmer's Daughters. <laughs> <laughs> Grinder. What were we on? Where did we meet? You were on Grinder. <laughs> I was on Farmer's Daughter. I don't know how the two worlds collided, well, but it, it was worked. it a little internet <laughs> It worked. And then, you know, the rest is history. Right. But a lot of you guys have been saying you want us to do a podcast, and we're super busy, and we're also perfectionists, and so having janky sound quality uh, was something that was bothering Brad, mm. and so he said he would only get on a podcast if I had good sound quality, and he just had a coffee. Oh. So guess what? Oh. We're in a new studio. Look the fuck out. It I sounds don't. amazing, <laughs> and Brad just had three shots of espresso, so we can get this party started. Right. Actually, two shots, but yeah, we're going to get shots. started. Yeah, we're good. Um, did we decide what this party is going to be? We have not. No. That's a beautiful thing. <clears throat> well, I think, you know, anytime you do a podcast and it's about one topic, it just becomes really boring. Mundane. Yeah, exactly. Really boring. So obviously those of you who follow us know, like we focus, we have like an interest in health and wellness. We like to work out and learn about like dietary things that are healthy. We talk about body image and stuff like that, but honestly, it does get really boring. So we want to talk to interesting people who are doing interesting things and also just kind of like real life stuff that goes beyond that small parameter of just body image. Right. Or can we talk about the three subjects that I wanted to talk about yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> they were, uh, are black people treated unfairly religion and uh there is a reason Trump is president or something Yeah, like something that. like, like that. I don't know if we should start out the off. gate with those things. <laughs> um, the most I mean, touchy subjects We can start right with how I posted a funny joke on Instagram yesterday. Like, literally the most, like, simple, silly, like, ha-ha joke. It was a meme. And it's from this author. I'm going to actually um, try to get him on the podcast. But he wrote a book called You're Not That Great and Neither Is Anyone Else, which I just thought was funny. Just the title <laughs> of it made me laugh. And he posted a meme that was like, well, if you're single on Valentine's Day, don't worry, because everyone that pretends to be happy on Instagram is dead inside. And it made me laugh so hard because obviously 
it's a joke, but it has some truth to it. And we just posted it and was like, ha ha ha, like love this Valentine's Day joke. And it actually got people to comment and say, this page is supposed to be about positivity and you used to be my role model. And now it's just so sad that I used to look up to someone that I thought was inspiring. And I'm like, what, what is happening today? Like there was a school shooting yesterday and people are concerned with my meme. That was a joke about Valentine's day. Like, I just don't understand why like people actually get upset about something so stupid on social media. There is some, okay. Let me, this is something you and I talk about often. Uh, it's the fact that, and again, this is growing up with a psychiatrist for a father. He was very adamant about teaching uh, all of the kids that basically your feelings are your feelings, which means that no one can make you feel a particular way. So when you, something happens and you say, well, you're pissing me off or you're making me feel like shit. Actually, you're allowing to be pissed off and you're allowing to be, you know, to feel like shit, allowing them to do that. It's a very hard thing to have to grip because you really do want to push the blame elsewhere um, on your feelings. But the reality is you should be and are in control of your feelings 24-7, I hope. And if you find yourself continually looking at a meme and getting pissed off enough to take the time to write that it affects you, you might want to reflect within yourself and see what it, why that's actually bothering you. Um, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean like what's – like I feel like this world's just too sensitive. I mean words are just words. They were all made up. Things – I mean – Also, where, why can't we, there are things such as a joke, like there is a sense of humor and you and I laugh about everything. Like literally you can make jokes to me about plus size models and our models will like die laughing. Like we all have like a great sense of humor. It's like part of the industry. I would never be like, oh my gosh, you're actually talking about me. That was like, it's just weird that we can't even have like the joyful, fun interactions with people without being like, you meant that literally and now you're offensive and I can't listen to what you have to say. It's just like a weird, it's a new thing. Like that hasn't been, always been the case. And I think it's kind of what you're saying, which I don't think we address very, very much, which is like, even in relationships, if you say, oh, you're pissing me off. Right. And you're like, well, stop doing that and stop pissing me off. Like, you know, that it is true that you're actually deciding how you're going to respond to something. Correct. But you have to be like in a place of emotional maturity to recognize that you're choosing to respond to something. Like, I mean, right. it's, a, it's a thing that you people don't want to take that accountability, right. which is interesting because I think it's kind of like a lot of overlap. But I do think it's weird that social media has like provided this platform for everyone to share an opinion. When right. And opinions like an asshole, clearly we all have one <laughs> and it's like, come on, man. And well, and what you just said with a uh, sense of humor and jokes and stuff, that's, it's an art form comedy yeah. sense of humor. It's all just, it's subject to an individual as we have five alarm fire fires going on in the back. If you can yeah. hear that, um, it's hype all, show, uh, hype show, hype show. It, yeah. It's our hype show. Ooh, it's five <laughs> alarm fire. You're pissed off Friday. Uh, <laughs> Oh, here it comes. And then, uh, so basically it comes down to, um, what was I just saying? Sorry. You were just talking about how people don't want to take accountability and like how opinions are like assholes. (laughs) Recap. Yeah. (laughs) Recap. Opinions like assholes. No, it's, it, the reality is 
is it's an art form like comedy. So if you go to a comedy show, you can look around as, as a joke happens. Some people laugh, some people don't. Some comics kill it, some don't. It's all an opinion. It's just like if you listen to a song, you may love it, your friends don't like it, whatever. It might be your favorite jam, your favorite movie, your favorite art piece, whatever, a couch that you love, a color on the wall. It's all subject to opinion. So what Katie and I find funny, obviously a lot of people might not find <laughs> funny. Um and I have strong opinion about that. <laughs> and <laughs> no, that's how we went. We found this out when we yeah. went on a date and we went to Napoleon Dynamite. Do you remember when we yeah, saw that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brad and I were laughing out loud at like parts no one else was laughing at. And this was early on in our relationship. Yeah. And we that's how we knew it was meant to be. And we had the same sense of humor because literally we were like laughing out loud mm-hmm. to a quiet theater at the exact same spots. And so I think like it's all just a personal taste. But I would never someone else laughing at something I didn't laugh at be like, you're being offensive. You shouldn't be laughing World's right now. World's too sensitive, man. Yeah, but it's also like if you're going to a comedy show, you should be. You know, they're going to be touching on stuff that's quote unquote sensitive. <laughs> you you, think? you decided to go to a comedy <laughs> show, so I'm going to tell you guys the story of the best show Brad and I went to because we love stand up comedy. And we go to the show, and this guy, I don't even remember his name, but he was really funny, Uh, and he was was, doing this whole bit about how he took this girl out, and in L.A., dating is hard, (laughs) and she had an extra finger on her hand, and he was, like, trying not to look at it, and he was, like, it was, like, an extra pinky, and he's doing this whole thing about, through this date, all he could think about was this extra finger that she had. So he took her to this nice restaurant and everything, and she didn't offer to pay like she just expected him to pay for everything and he was saying well she had (laughs) she had a she had a four-finger attitude or what did how did he say the the punchline we are totally gonna mess it up but it was like she had a five-finger attitude and a four-finger discount or something stupid and it was really funny he took this whole time to tell this elongated story for one silly like punchline joke and this woman in the front row. Everyone died. It was yeah. It, it was it, it was a five finger discount, is what he said. And everyone was laughing, and we're like, "That's hilarious." And this woman got really mad, and she's like, "You're making fun of special needs people." And he was like, "What?" He's like, "What are you talking about?" And he stopped the whole show and started having a conversation with this lady who was like really pissed off. And he's like, no. And he he stopped to explain to her. He's like, no, you see, that's a joke. So I did the setup and I made up the whole story. Like, so I made the story up so I could do this punchline, which was that she had six fingers, fingers, but a five finger attitude. And so he like, and then everyone is dying laughing because he's retelling this joke and this woman is getting so mad. And so then he goes to the back and obviously they tell the next comedian coming up that they should do a special needs joke. So (laughs) because the lady in the front row is like taking over the show and causing all of these problems. So every single comedian after that, that comes up does a special needs joke. And then this woman finally gets up and storms out and leaves. And you're like, okay, you came to a comedy show. You knew that this was going to be like, nothing here is serious. Like people don't actually believe that. Like, this is all just like, 
in good light fun. fun. Yeah, lighthearted fun. And it's like also just to say that that so who's to say special needs people don't have a sense of humor. My mom works with brain injured people. But we're talking about a joke that the, he said this girl had six <laughs> fingers and a five <laughs> finger <laughs> attitude. That's not really that's special not, needs. No, but even still, that's like, an advantage is what that's called. My, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but even still, my mom works with brain injured patients all the time. And do you Text remember? Like <laughs> do you remember the one patient that was so cool? He had he was like nineteen. He had no arms and no legs, right. and we went to meet him for the first time and he goes sorry I would shake your hand but right and we were like okay that's freaking hilarious like he was he was making light of his situation and it was like that's helped him go through his day because it's fun to just like be funny and have a good time and to say like oh we can't we can't have those experiences because we're gonna offend people it's like it's just a weird place to be here's where I go with it I'm I'm no one said it better than Howard Stern, and I never understood this because I always thought, you know, running and owning a business, you kind of appease to everyone. Mm-hmm. Don't piss people off. Oh, my gosh, that could be lost clientele or lost business or just just don't do that. But it, it is different when you have a platform, and by no means would I compare this amazing radio show that we're doing right now to Howard Stern, <laughs> although I think it is second to it. I mean, um, yeah, I was going to say, said, it's like I wouldn't say we're not in the same category. Yeah, but. I mean, shout-outs to Howard um, for creating this. But <laughs> the reality is... He would just basically tell people that didn't like what he did or were offended by it to fuck off and just yeah. turn the radio dial. And honestly, I, ha- I love that attitude. And I'll tell you why. Because if we're not your flavor, then don't put that flavor on your potatoes, man. Yeah. What else do you want me to tell you? If you don't like it, don't don't listen. Don't do whatever. It's cool. I mean, uh, we're not offended by it. But it's kind of weird to me in today's time that now you can actually take your time out of your day to write about it and to obsess about it and to get in these conflicts and online trolling conversations of why it is you want to convince everyone why it's not funny. How do you convince somebody that something's not funny? But it's or, also or social whatever. conditioning. Or your viewpoints, you know? Yeah. Like, when we talk about that to say, oh, that same person who's like, you're being offensive to me is also going to be the same person that's like, everyone should get to be who they are. Like, so that's what we're saying. It's so interesting when you look at, like, the history of kind of, like, societies as a whole it was like you have this structure and this pyramid of there's this ruler at the top that sets the tone for what's acceptable for people and everyone else follows suit and anyone that stands up or is different is you know ridiculed or put in their place to go hey like you need to fit in so it was interesting with a lot of stuff that we teach back you know with Sigmund Freud Mm. and that time in Vienna where they said hey if you showed yourself if you showed your emotions to society that was vulnerable and then you were you could lose your place, like you could lose respect and then you could lose your place in society. So everyone repressed those feelings. Now we're at a place where we have the opportunity to be ourselves and we sit, we tell people to do that, but then we go, oh, but not like that. Be yourself, but not like that. And yeah. it's so interesting to say, oh, okay, so I want, I want everyone to, to have freedom of speech, but then I'm going to go on your page and go, you shouldn't post this because I didn't like it. Like, and it's never even occurred to them that what they're doing is repressing someone else. Like, and it's one thing if it's like completely hate speech or like some of the stuff we talk about, mm-hmm. like, you know, where there those conversations on YouTube and like all these things of like, what is 
kind of like threatening or a terrorist act or like, you know, that's a completely different category than posting funny memes. You know, I think like we should kind of like, hmm, all right. Is it worth my time to voice my opinion on this? No, probably not. Like, and I don't like it's very rare that I even go on Instagram. If I see someone, I'm like, oh, that's dumb. I don't even take the time to like, I just scroll right past it because why would I invest in something that I think is stupid? I would agree with you. I don't even use it at all. Well, Brad does use Instagram to look at uh, UFC fighting oh, yeah. stuff. So yeah. I like when pe- I hear like really awful the- sounds of coming from his phone, like people are, are like dying and I look over and he's just like locked on. He's watching like street fights and just like the weirdest <laughs> shit that I'm like, what is wrong Dude, with you? Like, how is this entertaining to you? I'm like, that's crazy. I don't know. I why can't watch I it. I like, I like UFC <laughs> fights. Like that's entertaining if it's like actually professional, but the street fight stuff like just makes me really, it's just like violence. Like that's different. It's not it, like an art form. It's just like no, straight it's, up violence. It's, it's violent. There's no question like it. about it. Yeah. I don't know. I must, it's a former life thing. I think. Yeah. It's always seems to be foreign too. I well, don't understand that. Or like always in a high school. <laughs> Ukraine or Russian dudes are knocking someone the fuck out in the yeah. middle of snow for no reason. I don't know why. I will say I do like those videos where it's like one old guy who's getting like that, picked see, on. That was amazing. There's this that, old guy that's like getting picked on. He's years old and yeah. he knocks out three guys all in one shot. They're getting ready to take his wallet from the security cam in like 7-Eleven. He just goes fucking Jackie Chan see, that was cool. on all three of them. I don't know. There's something <laughs> about that. Like even so that was dope. Brad has a friend named James. Damien, who it Shout does. Out to D yeah, he's a really cool dude. We should have him on here. Um, but he always has done martial arts and he's into like UFC stuff mm-hmm. and everything. But if you looked at him, he's always been like kind of like this overweight guy and you would never think that he could beat the living shit out of you. Horrifying. And I just love that because I'm like, oh, it's like a secret weapon. Like you would totally think that you He's could talk shit to him. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that must make you feel so badass to know that like, at <laughs> any point, like you can literally just destroy Handle. anyone who's talking <laughs> shit to you. <laughs> like it would make you walk through life totally differently. Because as a woman, like we don't ever feel that way. We're always like on guard of like, ooh, I need to, unless you're our model Bianca, who's like a total badass. Yeah, I'll tell you that. I'll tell, like, you, even. <laughs> I'll tell you that story later. But as as a woman, we're, we're generally like always on guard. And that's something that we talked about that you're like, oh, that, I wonder what that would be like. Cause if it's dark and we're walking to our car, like we're very aware, like we have to, you know, have our keys out, like all this kind of stuff that you're like, you always tease me. You're like, just go down the car and get it. I'm like, I don't want to, it's nighttime or things like that. So it would just be like really cool to know how to do those things. So I actually trained with Damien when he lived in LA for mm-hmm. a few weeks and I loved it. The only thing was he doesn't like to wear deodorant and he smelled like Dude. cheeseburgers. Uh-oh. And so we're doing these, like I would go home and be D like, again, if you're listening, bro, I will go home and be like, they, Oh my God. So he was teaching me how sure, to like, unsure. he was teaching me how to like flip out of like, if someone is attacking you, honestly, it was like simulated rape. Like basically he's yeah. like, if someone's holding you down like this, like you kick out their leg and turn your hips. And like, it was really cool learning all the like self-defense stuff, but his sweat that smelled like cheeseburgers and onions oh. dripping on oh. me was making me dry heave, oh. but it didn't, it actually gave me more motivation to get out of my situation. If, if, you know, if he's listening, he's fucking laughing Damien, at the top of his lungs like, right now. I get that you think deodorant's going to kill you. I know that you think it's toxic and you're putting it directly into your armpit. I think it thinks that's a competitive edge. There are organic deodorants that I think you could try. (laughs) 
at least when you're like sparring and like working out with other people. I'm just saying. But what, what it was about, really cool to learn, and I I would definitely want to like learn more um, in that arena. I just don't want to get hit in the face. Right. It just doesn't seem like I watch him kick that bag so hard that I'm like I can't even. Can't fa- he would break my face. Screw the face. If he just kicked you yeah, in your thigh, your thigh, he your would side, break. Like, you would just go. I'm I'm done. This sucks. It's so hard. Like I just stand there. I'm like, oh my god. Like yeah. that's insane. Right. And it's and crazy. also watching a two hundred plus pound man drop to the splits is intimidating. <laughs> I would I would not want to mess with that person. If we were ready to, to do this thing and he just dropped down and nutted out on the concrete, I'd be like, "Fuck, I'm, I'm out, out. out." That just freaked me out. I'm I'm done. Well, but. Brad, Brad, when he gets mad, like you have like a threshold. So oh, I, I know do. when Brad's voice gets really high pitched yeah. and like it goes this whole other octave that I'm like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Like he's I can't stop him now. Like nope. you guys did this yourself. Like is that your Aries rising? Yeah. I think so he so. gets, he's like, fine to a certain level. And then I can hear the voice will go up and I can tell he's getting irritated. And if it keeps going, I'm like, uh oh, this isn't good. And then eventually it gets to a point where it just goes to this other place and the, the voice completely changes. And uh, it's yeah. no longer Bradford, it's like someone <laughs> else. It's Alexander, his yeah, middle name. I don't know who that either. is. And I'm like, well, you guys did this to yourself. Like, he tried to warn you. There was, he tried I to, do warn. you do. You try <laughs> to like stop it and you try to like calm it, but they just keep going and going. And then it's this whole other thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, nah. I don't feel bad for you now. I'll I'm not proud of that, by the way. It's just one of those things that it's something I've been working on, too, for sure, because Alexander used to show his head more often than it does these days, which is good. But, man, some people just fucking, you know, I allow them like we were talking about early on. I allow them to get to me. And I just wish I didn't. I mean, it's just and honestly, I know it's just some guy. You know, sitting in another country trying to help me with my sprint bill. I get uh, well, it. Well, that's right? it. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. Can okay. we wait? Wait. Okay. Can we tell the recent story? So Brad and I are on a road okay. trip. Brad and I are on a road trip, and this guy calls him, and we like to answer soliciting calls, and then like just make stuff up because it just drives them crazy. So Brad will answer, and he'll be like, "Hey." I go like this. Hey. <laughs> yes, how are you? Oh my God. And I get real like super West Hollywood with it. I'm like, oh my God. So I, so this guy he calls with it was an alarm company. He's trying to sell me an alarm system. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm totally interested. And then I was like, so what happens if like your alarm set and then someone like breaks in, but then they like kind of like get on you and whatever. He goes, Well, that's not okay. That's not okay. They can't do that. And then I was like, yeah, but like, what if like they got past your alarm and you were like, but it's okay if you do that. And he's like, well, no, that's still not okay. If you say, and I just kept going back and I was crying. I was actually crying. This dude was rolling with it. It it just turned into this thing about like what's actual consent and these crazy things. And he was just trying to sell me an alarm. But he uh, gave the right information. He, he did. said, no, so it's not okay. Dude, he's like, it's not okay. If you didn't say, okay, it is not okay. And I was like, this is great. That was just one of them. Well, this last one, that guy that told you to fuck off was like the funniest okay, one ever. Okay. So too. he was also from India, like very strong accent. He, it was completely soliciting call. And Brad's like, I've asked well, you to take me specifically India. We don't want to wrap everybody to the Middle East. The reality is he said he was from no, India. Yeah, so it was specifically from India. And, um, you know, Brad's like, I've, I've asked you guys to take me off the call list, like, over and over, and you haven't done it. And I think that guy had a stutter. Like, we couldn't tell because he kept, like, repeating the you go, same. You go, okay, 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 ok
we didn't know how to process it. Yeah, we, we didn't know how to process it. <laughs> and so Brad's like, it sounds like you're just repeating yourself. Like, are you taking me off the call list or what? And then the guy just kept doing that. So Brad just started mimicking what he was doing. No, I just started going, are you going to take me off? Are you going to take <laughs> oh, yeah. me off? Are you going to take me off? Are you going to take me? And, just, and, and guy- all of a sudden it just goes, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you got a solicitor to say fuck you on a recorded line. <laughs> it was... Honestly, uh, great day. It was, it was really funny. We're going to record some of these, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they're I wanna, so fun. <laughs> so to all solicitors, please call me because we can go all yeah. day. I mean, I can just come up with the most random things. Well, it's things because Trump passed that law that stopped us, our information from being sold. So right. anytime that you buy anything where you have to enter a phone number or anything, that information is just being sold everywhere. So, yeah, hey, if you're going to sell it for free and we have to, you know, you're well, going to call we're gonna us, have fun with we're going to have fun with it. Oh, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> so now that we've kind of broken the ice and everybody's like sat down and taking a listen or driving along in the car, wherever you're at. What a, let's, let's, let's hit a, let's hit a topic. Let's just fucking. Well, I think we should introduce Ryan Phillippe. Oh, Um, by the way, I want to back up why I call him Ryan Phillippe. (laughs) Okay. So he, you know, he owns a studio. It's amazing. And, um, he also works over at, uh, our local Starbucks. So we've known him for a few years and I'm going to. He may. We have to take a picture and post it. I want yeah. you guys' opinion if he looks like Ryan Phillippe. I mean, I'm going to give him a solid well, ten out of ten. The he's kid. a little more edgy these days. Yeah, he's he's handsome as fuck. Yeah. He's got the he got the bangs working right now, which I like. Yeah, he's um, a little more clean cut. <laughs> yeah, early on, and I think he looks like Ryan Phillippe, and uh, his name just happens to be Phil. Um, but it's, we'll also give a shout out to your studio at some point. And also, just in case you know whoever's yeah. listening might want to come here. Um, maybe we'll. Is there anything, as you listen to any of this nonsense we're rambling about, how about just give us any question off the top of your head that might be... Because you don't even know us. We just literally know you from Starbucks. we know you just from Starbucks. So, like... True. Okay, how about (laughs) this? Um, How about something... What would would pertain to your job? Of all the various people you see, all the craziness, like, as a a Starbucks barista in, like, the most... The craziest Starbucks. Starbucks, it should have its own fucking reality show oh yeah yeah for it's sure insane uh I, I always picture that it would be like it would it would it would paint these stories of each barista's life <laughs> right uh, you know each season would kind of you know but uh i think that uh really there's the one thing that's unfortunate is that you see a lot is the uh the homelessness problem yeah Ooh. it's getting worse too it's really okay it really is. <laughs> we can touch on that a little bit and Here's, you know what, man, and I'm sure everybody listening is exactly the same way. Although I will say this coming from Missouri and like Liberty, Missouri, on it, I don't, I think there was one homeless guy growing up. His name was, well, we didn't know his name. We just called him Penny Man because he would always pick up pennies. But he was a very gentle, kind soul of a guy. And we ended up, uh, my former band ended up writing a song called Penny Man about him. Um, And it was interesting, like, that was really my only experience as far as growing up around homeless. Homelessness, but we did travel a lot. So when we were in New York, and I just told Katie this um, story of uh, we remember going over to Staten Island and, and going to see the Statue of Liberty when we were kids. And my sister had just thrown away her salad, and this guy came over and took it out of the um, trash can. And I was like, I remember I, I was probably eight, and I remember asking my mom, like, Oh my gosh, I, I got to go tell him he, that's that's trash. He he shouldn't eat that. And I started to go. My mom stopped me and said, Listen, and explained what exactly was going on, and because I, I didn't understand or had no conception of what homelessness was or being hungry and of those mm-hmm. things. So certainly in my heart and in Katie's heart, like 
dude, any soul in any human on this earth, you know, I wish this world was equal. I, I really do. Well, it I, I don't know when you why. have a child because you see like when you have a baby, like being in the hospital too and seeing like all these babies, you're like, oh my gosh, they're exactly everyone this. was once. They're, yeah. They're exactly just, the same. And whoever they just happen to be like born, whatever family they're born into and what skin color they are dictates what kind of quality of life they have. And it's just so unfair. Cause like, I think people tend to look at homeless people as like a nuisance and like, you know, a problem. And of course there's that aspect. Yeah, there is. But at the same time, you, I, you also look at them and you're like, gosh, that was somebody's child. Like how, do, like what is their life story that got them to this point? And it's, you know, it's like, I'm sure the mental illness aspect. Well, mental illness is to me yeah. the number one. And I mean, obviously drugs yeah, and alcoholism well. and things like that are involved without question. But I would almost guess that very few of these folks had a great uh, platform to begin with and foundation and all of a sudden got into drugs and then or all of a sudden had a mental health issue or whatever. But, I mean, the age variance, too, is really crazy. And where we live now in Hollywood, um, I mean, it's where uh, uh, I like to call him. We'll just call him Ryan, even though it's Phil. Where he's (laughs) talking about is where the Starbucks is. We're surrounded by what's kind of turning into this homeless three block area it's it's almost like a homeless camp they're just it's like the hollywood skid row it's like turning yeah, into basically it's pretty crazy and they do come up and uh they being the police and authorities come up and clean these areas out every so often but within the next day it's already starting to fill back up and and i know the cops and the the officers all feel the same way i mean everybody feels the same way mm-hmm. so like what do you do you know yeah. what i mean is it our government's responsibility is where are they supposed to go any, is the problem what are we supposed like, to do i mean it sucks but you know? at your starbucks specifically i've been in there before where it got real it uncomfortable like yeah. there was a huge dude and he was like yelling at people and everyone was just like uh, okay, I'm not going to take on this battle. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Give us a crazy one. You definitely have, I, I don't know. I, there's so many specifics, <laughs> but I, I like speaking on a broader level, like it, things that you brought up that are really important are when and how do you help? Like right. what situation is this person posing a threat to you? And then what right. situation is this literally just someone who's down on their luck? Like mm-hmm. wh- uh, what can you do to help? And when can you right. step in to help? Which right. is huge. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, our neighbor brought something up and he was like, because his wife gave one of the homeless people like her old phone and because they all are on cell phones which we thought were funny we're like who are they calling like you know like where are they you know it's just interesting they don't have service but I guess they can link to Wi-Fi that's why we were said we're like how are they doing that so they can link to Wi-Fi at like a Starbucks or something so she gave them an old phone and the cops were like don't do that because then they're they're hawking that and selling it and that gives them drug money and that also keeps them in the area because you keep giving them stuff. And he's like, if you're going to give them food and things like that, that's fine. But like, don't give them things that they're going to like be able to sell to fill their habit. And I was like, I never even thought of that. Like that was something I wouldn't, it wouldn't have right. occurred to me. But even just walking up to Starbucks with True, our daughter. So I had her strapped to me one day and there was like, it was when it was really full up there. And it was so funny because I've never seen more joy brought to a street because yeah. she it doesn't have any prejudice she sees people she doesn't know if you have money what color you are she's just like hi 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 yeah, hi and blows kisses and like and she's very social so she was walking by and waving to everyone and blowing them kisses and they were like oh my gosh she's so beautiful and like we're like waving <coughs> at her and it was just this totally different experience where people might like tend to cross the street or things like that. Like we try not to do that Mm -hmm. and always say hello and just treat them like a normal human being. But walking back, I stopped and um, there was a group of these women. There was like two women, three women and two guys. 
and one of them was pregnant. And so I was like, oh man, like I just having been pregnant, I was so terrified. It was like really scary to, to go through that for the first time. And then I was like to be pregnant and on the streets, like, oh my, I just was like overwhelmed with, you know, like I just really felt for her. So I was talking to them and, um, I was asking her about that and she was saying, she's okay. She has two other kids that are in foster care. And like, so she started crying and then I was like telling her, you know, like it'll work out. And I told her how you came home with, you. Were, I, oh you my God, I lost it because, because <clears throat> they said to me, I was like saying all these like things to them. Cause I just was like, wow, like I couldn't even imagine. And you know, Bradford, for those you don't know is adopted. Mm-hmm. So I was telling her like, that maybe that's the best thing. And it's like, that doesn't mean that you can't reconnect when maybe things get better for you. And I show, I share that story how Brad just met his birth mom this year. And it was actually like the best thing that could happen for both of them. And then that's when she started crying and stuff. And I was just like, don't worry, it'll be okay. Like all that kind of stuff. And then the one lady said to me, she's like, she's like, how is this stranger telling us like things that people in our family should have been, that have never told us? Like a stranger walking out. And that really got me like yeah. when I went home because I have true on me and I was just like, oh my God. Like it's just such a, like it makes you really grateful for what you have, but also just makes you realize that there's like a bigger issue here as again, as we're all talking about memes on social media and investing our time and concern there of like what's funny and what's not funny. Like someone else's reality is just like it's hard. It's like another dimension. Like yeah. that's what Brad and I talk about. It's like we all live these lives and they all intercross, but they don't intercross. It's like literally Really another world and dimension that's going on right next to you that you will never experience. It's the weirdest thing if you can start looking at life that way. And we're talking about just neighbor to neighbor. We're not even yeah, talking about country strange. to country or state to state. This is where this is like insane. I mean, even when you look at it and the diversity, I mean, living in Hollywood and like I was saying to uh, to Phil is like up at Starbucks is the diversity is crazy. I mean, the amount of different ethnicities you have come in, uh, backgrounds, languages, people that step right up to the counter don't speak a lick of English. They're trying to order a Starbucks. I'm sure you're you're trying to help them through. That doesn't ex- like where I come from. It, it just everyone is like pretty all American, if you will. You know, it's pretty whitewashed and just mm-hmm. general. There's no culture, and, even if you're different. And again, ethnicity, no, the culture aspect isn't as culture. heightened as it is in like a melting pot city. You know, so, it's like it's all everyone's kind of still the same, even if you're slightly different colors. And so growing up, you think, oh, well, everyone's relatively the same friends in this. But you, you guys ever remember, do you have that experience when you finally got to stay the night at that new friend's house and then you watch yeah. the dynamic in their home and you're just kind of like, the fuck? And you're like, yeah. Either good or bad. Like, yeah. You're like, wait, yeah. you have brownies at seven every night? What? You know? Are you, what? You got the Atari? Okay, I just showed my age. Where right are you from, like, Ryan Phillippe? He's from, I'm from California. South Orange County. Oh, yeah. so yeah. I would oh, love see. to hear your stories because we're from, you know, country. Country. Places. Missouri and Wyoming. So what was it like growing up in Orange County? I don't know. I think I've put it together that I, that I have the best family out of all of my friends, probably. Awesome. So I, I, you know, like going to my other friends' houses, you know, they're always like different traditions. And, you know, uh, <laughs> like one of my first friends was from the Philippines. And so, like, you know, the food was always different mm-hmm. and things like that. But uh, I don't know, just like, like the cultural dynamic was different because uh, his mom was working a lot. I don't know if that has anything to do with the Philippines, but <laughs> yeah. that's just it's just a different family. <laughs> yeah. you know. So, uh <laughs> My mom worked all the time. Yeah, yeah my yeah. mom did too. I always like thought it was weird. Jobs. Okay, there was this, I remember, okay, talking about this. So uh-huh. my mom worked all the time. We played sports all the time. So we were just like, we ate fast food for dinner. We were never really home till late. So 
I had a friend in like sixth grade and I went to her house and her mom was OCD, like hardcore OCD. So my family is like the opposite of that. It's a shit show and her house looks like hoarder house sometimes. Not that, not that, not that bad, but kind of. Um, so just like cleaning was not like a, you know, priority cause we're always just like running around. And so I go to this girl's house and it's like pristine, like everything is pristine and, and there's like all these rules and you can't walk on the carpet with shoes which like for, for for me was weird I get that I get that now as an adult that has a house and you know you want to keep your carpet nice that's fine but to the extent that we forgot something inside and my friend had to crawl on her hands and knees to her room oh shit to get what she wanted to, and then back out and I was just like what? Sounds like, like this, being at my brother's house. Okay, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, this is weird, like how people, and then you can start to really see, like when you know that person, then you see where like uh, she was very anxious all the time and she's like perfectionist and like you can see where those habits are developed mm-hmm. very young, like maybe it's a natural oh, yeah, trait, absolutely. but you're feeding it with like these other things that maybe are heightened that aren't good for that child, like, you know, so like environment, it's like the the nature versus nurture conversation we have all the time to be like, that's a fascinating conversation to Mm go, oh, like how, why people are the way they are and actually taking a look at what their home life is like and then taking consideration of like your personality traits and are those being fed in a positive way or are they being fed in a negative way and like would that have been different had you been raised in a different environment? Like it's just like really interesting, the psychology of all of it. And you know what? Okay, and, and this is, uh, I don't mean to go left, I'm going to parlay to something that you and I have talked about a few times, um, <clears throat> and I don't know why this was triggered, but we were talking about, we talk about often that sixth sense, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? We're going M, Eli- M. Night Shyamalama Dingo right now. <laughs> That's what we call him, you guys. We're going we call him Shyamalama Dingo. <laughs> we're going uh, sixth sense right now. How often, okay, and, and the reason this parlayed is because I can remember two uh, quick stories, two situations where I went to friend's house. One was, a, you know, the, a good situation. It was like very beaver cleaver. It was wild. It was like I show up and, and my, my household was was not chaotic, but just kind of open and free and just awesome. And again, for all of you, I'm adopted. Like my parents adopted, there were eight kids, adopted seven. It was crazy. Black kids, Samoan brother, white. I mean, we're just a whole rainbow of people. And so we had a lot of freedom. The house was big. We kind of do what we wanted, come and go as we wanted, no curfews. But I get over to this guy's house, um, Michael Weisauer. There's no way he's listening. I get to his house, and his it, it was almost the same thing, like this pristine home. And I walk in, no toys, nothing anywhere. I'm just like, whoa. And it, but it shouldn't probably be toys because we're in high school. Okay? Yeah. That'd be weird. <laughs> That'd be weird. But there was no, <laughs> certainly no like Atari's PlayStation. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was Nintendo? I guess it was then. There was just nothing. And I thought, man, does this kid even live here? Because I went to his room and I'm like, this looks like an adult room. This like I had ACDC posters and all this guy. Mm-hmm. This just doesn't even look like a teenage room. And his bed was made, which was weird to me at the time. His mom's like, okay, uh, it's 7 o'clock. It's homework time. She brought us cookies and milk. I'm lactose intolerant, so it's not like the milk wasn't going to happen. But she brought cookies and milk to do homework. And I'm just like, She's a all, robot. Yeah, She's I, not real. And I don't. <laughs> right. I'm like, whoa. There's Get like out a of time there. <laughs> set over to do homework. Like, I would just tell my mom and go, do you have homework? I'm like, no. And she'd be like, okay. And then it's probably why I didn't do so great in school. That being said, this was a weird situation. Now, opposite to that, I went over to another gentleman's house who like, holy shit. I mean, walked in the trailer door. And it was crazy shit you see in a movie, right? Like where the, you, you know what I'm talking about? The yeah. sheet just, 
is separating one, you know, the, the son's room from the daughter's room because it's we a talked two about bed or this. nothing with four kids. Yes. It's just, I mean, they're, they're on a shoestring budget, government help. It's, it's a really, really downtrodden home. And for whatever reason, and hold on. They no, always play, yeah. they always watch TV in the dark. Like why do right, these, in this cave. these homes do this? And it's very, it's the weirdest vibe to like have no lights on, but the TV on. But here's what happened. So his name was John. I was playing drums. He was a good drummer. So you go into his room, his whole room was just basically his drum set and then he slept in the corner on a on a cot right and i was like whoa and i just get that sixth sense that weird feeling when i'm there and i don't know where it's coming from and not it's not just obviously looking around and then all of a sudden boom here comes his dad and whoa clearly had a drinking problem the That's whole scary. thing ensued. He grabbed John by his long hair, yanked him out of the room. <clears throat> to Yeah, and I'm just like sitting there behind his drum set. And this I can just hear craziness going on in the other room. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I just slinked out of the house. And I was gone. And I and it's interesting because I knew this before I even went in, right? So where I'm in a parlay is as a young kid, how many times, guys, that you list, all the listeners, have you had this moment mm-hmm. where you're like, I shouldn't go in there. I shouldn't go down that hall. I shouldn't go that direction. I shouldn't be go to that party. I shouldn't go to the party. Anything like that where this like this energy, this vibe tells you don't do it, but you did it anyway. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's a story to tell about it. Maybe there's not maybe, but it's just this thing, right? Katie, you have this all the time. Do you not? It happens to me all the time. Cool. Cause I'm a Pisces. So I'm basically psychic. Don't get jealous. (laughs) 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 Brad doesn't believe that, but. It's kind of, it's, uh, I'll, I'll, we're going to go into this kind that. of stuff more, but I have a lot of like intuition with things that tend to be right. Like weird things where I'll have a dream about someone, like I can sense energy. Like, so even with, um, our modeling agency, like, so if I work with a girl for a while and then I, I'm getting like an energy, like she hasn't said anything, but I just pick up on stuff like really soon. I'll tell Brad and the other, you know, employees and I'll say, you know, I just feel like I'm going to get an email from this person that's going to say this and this. I just feel it like I don't, you know, I just picked up on that vibe. And then sure enough, like that day or the next day, I'll have an email that says exactly what I said. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so weird. And I'm like, I don't know. I just get I get that kind of stuff. And so when it comes to like these things, that definitely happened to me. I went to stay at a friend's house in junior high and this is also a different thing. Like, so did this ever happen to you guys where in high school you would go to a friend's house and, you know, like, did your friend, did you ever go to your friend's house and they had an older sister or like a sister you were vibing <laughs> or whatever? So this always happened yeah. to me where I would go stay at my friend's house. That was my first girlfriend. Yeah. So I would go to my friend's house and then their <laughs> older brothers would always try to like hook up with me. Like, the, and I'd be like, what is happening right now? And I was super like, no, I'm just, I've never been that way where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm promiscuous. I've just always been like, uh, this is weird. So yeah, that kept happening to me too, where I would like go to hang out with my friends and then their brothers are like hanging around us, which is always strange when the older brother wants to hang out with his sister and their high school friends. Yeah. It yeah. should be like a warning sign Maybe. to anyone. <laughs> so it was like that kind of stuff. But there was one time in particular, I did fake being sick and called my mom because the same thing. I went to the house. There's like holes punched in the wall. Like, and mm. you would never know it from looking at the outside of the house. Like the outside of the house looked nice. And like, 
and inside was like very I just Warzone. picked uh huh I just picked up on all these really weird vibes like weird and there mm-hmm. was same thing there was like older brothers and just like people in and out of this place and I I was like immediately once I walked in got that feeling and I was like I'm not sleeping here I was like nope and I was like you yeah, know I don't feel good and I just totally lied and I called my mom I was like mom will you come get me I don't want to stay in the night here and she's like yeah I'll come over and get you so I just pretended to be sick because I was like, I don't even want to know what could have gone down, but I know it wouldn't have been good. And it's just like, I think that everyone, you should teach your kids to always trust that. But I think that's what sucks is like when you, you go into like the whole like, oh, well, if I was partying or drinking, then kids don't want to tell their parents because they're going to like be pissed at them and judge them. They're like, no, I won't be mad at you. You're like, you're for sure going to be mad at me. (laughs) They're like, I won't judge you. I won't be mad at you. I'll just come pick you up. And you're like, no, you're for sure going to ground me and be mad at me and then pick me up. So like, (laughs) you're going to be like the last resort. I'll try to find a different ride first, you know? So it's like, there's a lot of stuff that being a parent now that makes me think about those things to go, obviously, yeah, I'd be disappointed, but I would, I wouldn't care. I would be more proud that they felt comfortable enough to just be like, uh, this is a bad situation and I don't want to be here. Will you come and get me? And then we would just leave it at that to be like, I hope you learn from this situation. And you know, I like, you made the right choice. Please don't put yourself in that position again. And I think that's like more, instead of like, punishing someone or ridiculing them I think like as teenagers that's the right way to teach them to be like you get this freedom until you show me that you can't handle this freedom and then you get that taken away versus like you know we don't trust you so okay so and then putting kind of putting it all together it's basically like this so that just in these stories it shows us what a diverse world we live in right we've got all these experiences with different friends different households different ways uh different parenting styles and all of this and it kind of all pulls it together and because again we started this podcast with no general subject this time just because we want to break the ice and get it all going but really i kind of the overall tone to it is like all this diversity where we come from why why certain people go on and troll, why people are upset about this, what triggers this and that, everything from, you know, all the way down to where it takes someone down the path of homelessness to who knows why, where, and how. And I mean, it's kind of, it's going to take me to this, uh, and I think we'll touch on this on the next podcast, but um, which would be what Katie and I kind of believe. Do you want me to get kooky right now? Do you want to get kooky? I mean, I'll get kooky with the next one. You guys don't even know. We hide our crazy very well, and then we wait till you like us and get to know us, and we start unleashing it. Yeah, we hit you. And then you're you're too invested in the relationship to turn (laughs) at this point, and you're also intrigued. So that's how we like hook, line, and sinker friends. Yeah, because we're gonna. I want to get into what we believe in, which is like. We kind of believe in past lives yeah, and things like that. And sure. I don't think we just lost a few. I think some of you are like, uh, duh, yeah, and hell uh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> but like, we want to get into that. And the reason is it, it'll kind of, for me, I guess it helps uh, answer some of the questions of all the diversity and why people mm-hmm. do a lot of the things that they do. Yeah. And even if it just gives me solace and understanding and helps me think that there is a reason, then fine. Who but cares? also you and I, like the way we choose to live is to be completely open-minded because I think that it's so human of us to think that we have the answers. Like we understand the universe. Like we know, and it's so simple. And you know, like that's just, that's just dumb. Like, honestly, that's just dumb. Yeah. And so like when you get to a point where you're like searching for your own answers in life, like you have to start opening up to different possibilities of why anyone is here, not just you, but like the human race and, and why, what's our purpose and do we have a purpose? And we've listened to a lot of really cool podcasts Mm -hmm. about like even artificial intelligence. Like, is that going to replace our 
is that going to replace humans? Like, are they going to have a consciousness? Is that going to be a new form? Like all of these things are like so fascinating to think about because it's not far off in our like reality. And I think that exploring that and then tying that back into your sense of self is important. But what we're coming from, I guess, from this podcast is just mostly like getting off the high horse of judgment. Right. Because I just think everyone's on a high horse of like, I'm superior. Because you don't know everyone's story. Yeah. Holy shit, man. It's impossible to know someone's story. This poor kid gets yanked out of his room by his hair and gets beat the shit out of by his dad. Like, I don't even know where he is today or what his story is. But that's not the experience I had. And I can only imagine at age 14 that's going to, you know, mold and change you because that wasn't a one-time occurrence. Or if you look at the girls on Instagram who are completely photoshopping their Mm -hmm. face and body and they have all these followers and everyone's like, body goals, wish I was you. And then you see them in person and they look nothing like that. Mm -hmm. That is is a very sad situation yeah. to be in, to be like, this person gets liked for a version of themselves that doesn't exist. And we don't know what is inspiring them and causing them to want to portray themselves in a way that's so different from who they are. Like that's a form of self-hatred that is sad. Like well, we shouldn't. Well, the likes and the comments validate right. it too. But, but there's it a whole history behind why this person is doing right. that, that no one takes the time to acknowledge. They just go, <laughs> she's a fake ass bitch. Like, you know, and you're like, okay, yes, but there's probably a good reason reason. as to why. And maybe if we could uncover some of that, we would have more compassion to go, oh man, that sucks. I hope she is able to get to a point where she's comfortable to showing who she is. Cause that's a, that's going to be a difficult life to like hide behind an Instagram. Like, so I guess that's where, where we're at with stuff is just being like, all right, well, Maybe I'll just focus on myself and what I like. And if I don't like something, I'm just going to not be a part of that instead Mm. of taking your time and energy to try and control and dictate what other people think and do and say. It's just kind of like stay in your lane and you'll find your people and the ones that aren't your people like cool. (laughs) And so that's kind of the attitude we've adopted, not from a place of like, oh, F off if you don't agree with us. Just more of a place of like, I don't care. Like, and I think that's a that's a form of confidence that people should adopt only because you're actually being yourself. Like I could take that post down and delete it, but then I'm also censoring myself to try to appease these people who didn't like it. And I I liked it. Right. So I think it's, it's hard because you do have those thoughts of like, oh, maybe I should delete this because some people didn't like it, you know? Mm. And I just don't think that's a, a healthy way to go through life because I think you should be comfortable knowing not everyone's going to like well, you. What, it, what, what do I say? Seriously, you're never going to please no. everyone. And I'll tell you right now, even the person that comes up with the cure for cancer, somebody's going to be pissed off at them. You know who that's going to be? The CEO of the Cancer Society because he no longer has a job. Yeah. Somebody you're going to make mad. Sure. It's just the facts. I mean, somebody's you know, pissed at Malala, right? Somebody's pissed at like, it doesn't matter what good things, great things, whether you invent, say nice things, it doesn't matter. Um, because again, we're also diverse and everyone has an opinion. And well, and there's critics like, so you, the people who are just critics, they're not creating anything. They're just just sitting around and judging everyone. And it's like, I would want to be a person who creates things, who tries things and not everything is going to work. And you go, Oh yeah, I tried that shit. That didn't work. And I always go back to what Judd Apatow said on that podcast we listened to because mm-hmm. it was like so mind-blowing I all it sticks with me all the time where he was explaining how you can't always predict the outcome like you think you're trying to do something good that's mm-hmm. going to be helpful mm-hmm. but you don't ever know the residual effects of that like so that could be a microcosm of 
the belief system in general. Exactly. Like, right. There might be a reason we don't know what happens when you die. You know? right. right. Well, right. exactly. Well, right. so uh, on those terms, so he went to Africa and they were working with this tribe there and they decided they, they have like the water, fresh water problems. And so they built a well in this for this tribe thinking like, oh, this is going to be a great thing to do for the community. Never would have thought that a different group came in and murdered everyone in the tribe and took the well. And they were like, wow, we did this with the intention of helping, like just being generous. But we actually, yeah, we caused all of this harm from because we tried to interrupt like their natural system that they have. And it's like, I was like, gosh. That's so true. I never it never even occurred to mm-hmm. me like how often that happens where you go, "Oh, I'm going to give this person a cell phone because I I'm, I'm trying to help." And then you actually just got them their drugs for the next week and fueled the problem that you never yeah. it never even occurred to you. So we have to stop like judging so hard and going, "Hey, okay, we do have a lot of problems that we need to like work to find solutions for, but there might not be a solution in like a singular sense. It might be, okay, we need to make a cultural change. It has to be something that starts small and I think we have that with you know the political conversations like mm. oh just make this one change and you're like you can't there's too many people there's too many like you can't just make one change it's yeah. gonna work for everyone and well, have no residual effect like it's just ridiculous well it's the same thing we're, ex- we're expected society and <coughs> systems whether it's government systems whether it's even a corporate system or a place you work to make a decision that everyone's going to be happy with. But what, what have I said before? Try to get 10 of your friends together and true. just randomly ask them, send a text out and say, hey, hey, what restaurant would everybody like to meet at? Do you think that you're going to get 10 of the same exact it's restaurant? It's so annoying. Course? No. And then on top of that, let's, so let's say you decide it's a democratic, you know, it's a, it's a decision that everybody comes down and says, okay, it's Panera. There we go, right? I'm trying to think of a generalized place everybody would know. So you get to Panera and then you say, like, guys, we're going to do a family style order uh, three things. Do you think everybody's going to choose the same three things? No. no. Again. And then, oh, and then, come on, guys. Who? There's always that one person in the group when everybody put in money and you're still short, like the five dollars, mm-hmm. and you know who it is. You know it's fucking Susie at the end. You know it is. <laughs> she and always then she's does always this. like, no, <laughs> I put in and an extra three dollars for the tip. You, you lie. No, you didn't. Why are we five dollars short? You know what I mean? Um, it's just this thing. And those are friends. Well, and those are yeah, friends. not what? to mention like we have an HOA and oh, you go this. I know none of them will listen. None no, of none listen. of them listen. But Much this is just animals. ridiculous. Like we like the problem is wait, people. Wait, wait, real quick. If you a lot of people, believe it or not, don't know what an HOA is. It's the homeowners association. Okay. So it's when you own in a condo or um, sometimes when you live in an, a large area, even if it's homes. Your your parents or yourself, you pay an HOA fee, and that's to use that community pool, or they come around and they mow, and it's an association put together of the owners, and so they we all as owners assess who the president, vice president, treasurer, and everyone's going to be. Yeah. It's an association it's committee, put together yeah. committee, committee that's supposed to have reserves and money and everything, and they make the decision for the greater good of everyone living there. But they also like to dictate stupid shit that doesn't matter. And it's like, why? Like, we own this place. So just like, for example, there's always two people out of the 15 or 20 that cause problems. And this is why The Walking Dead, you just have to kill people. Like, you cannot have a community. They need to just realize it's impossible. No more than 10 people tops. 
and you have to like any more than that, you're going to have one person that's going to screw it up for everybody. And this is just human dynamics. So like once you start understanding that you can cancer cell, man, Yeah, it is. It's a cancer cell and you can recognize it immediately and you go, Oh, okay. I already know. Like this is the person who's going to screw it up for everyone. And we call them fun suckers. The same thing. Like if, if you didn't bring enough for everyone, uh, you can't have it Mm. like that whole thing. So, you know, there's this one person in our complex that always is watching everyone. So we go to take out our dog to go to the bathroom and we look up and he's like lurking in his window to see, to see if we pick up her poop. And we're like, dude, that's creepy. You feel someone looking at you and he's only doing it so that he can see if we pick up her poop. And we're like, we're adults and we own in this complex. Like go mind your own business. We're going to pick up the poop. We're going to pick up the poop. But like like (laughs) their concerns are just like, so don't matter in the scheme of life. And I'm like, you actually care about stuff that like should have no relevance. We had one owner there who built a whole PDF file based on our profile and our business and never once came to us and said, say hi to us. Like he does, he's what his issues might be, which would be us shooting pictures out in the courtyard. We shot photos in the courtyard and really pissed him off. So he did a whole profile on us. Mind you, he takes his cats for walks on a leash. Yeah, so, we can't, so awesome. now we can't have a serious <laughs> conversation. So <laughs> this, is what you, this is what you deal with as people. And I think like, you know, back to, to sum it all up, like we're just deciding to be more authentic ourselves because I feel like the platform that we've built, it's, it's been very one-sided where mm-hmm. we're just posting a message, but not actually like putting ourselves into it so much. And I think that that's become really like inauthentic and doesn't feel genuine anymore. And therefore I've decided that, if I'm going to really practice what I preach, then I'm going to be myself and like say what I think and share my beliefs on things. And if it's not yours, that's great. You're free to have your own. And we encourage that and inspire that. But at the end of the day, it shouldn't dictate what I'm allowed to do or say or think and vice versa. Right. And I think that, you know, honestly, I think we're going to bring that one down to a close. Cause I think we know, I think we kind of covered that to yep. be honest. And, and, too. and for the future too, I want to know, can we, um, do we have a platform that people could write in comments? Because I would love to hear other people's stories of that crazy-ass place yeah. that they spent the night when they were yeah. a kid at their friend's house kind of thing. I would love to hear that story. Yeah, um, that's a good one. We can um, When we post this, I'm going to ask you guys if you can share your stories because I'd love to recap that later just because I feel like everyone has one where you're like, oh, kind of made you grateful for your, hey, and like that, your house. And like that 14-year-old that came up with that invention or however old he was it was, you know, to clean up the whole ocean with all the trash. There might be somebody listening right now that has a homeless solution. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I'd love to hear everybody's opinion. Look, and again, I would never fault you if you're like, yeah, well, they're homeless. Fuck them. They should get a job. They should do something, be part of society. Or you don't get anything. That's life. Hey, if that's your opinion, I, I can respect your opinion. I, I get that. I do. I get kind of get all aspects of it. Um, but hopefully it's a little more positive than that. And we have something, you know, maybe there would be a solution. Maybe you don't care one way or the other. But everything we've kind of touched on today, if anybody has uh, any comments or questions or even things that they'd like to um, add to or questions that we could touch yeah, on in the future, up. man, we're down. And we're going to be having guests on for you guys too, so we can keep yeah. it fresh and funky. Tom Cruise with a K. Yeah, Tom Cruise. We actually booked him. We're pretty excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have much going on lately, so that was good. Um, so stay tuned for all the exciting things we have coming up, and we will be talking to you guys soon. All right, bye. All right, bye. <laughs> 
If you guys are loving our podcast, you can listen to every episode on our website, which is healthyisthenewskinny.com. And there's so much great content on there. There's videos talking about the fashion industry, health, recipes, and you can just hang out with Bradford and I on Instagram. So you can follow Healthy is the New Skinny. You can follow my personal, which is KDH Wilcox. And we just launched Healthy is the New Skinny's Husband. And that Instagram is one you don't want to miss. So we will see you guys next time.